Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, Claudia, do you think we can plan ourselves out of career suicide? Well, I hope so, because I think there are a lot of our listeners who are really stuck and unhappy in jobs, probably have high blood pressure and a number of things that are, you know, contributing to stress and unhappiness in their lives and affecting all aspects of their lives. And so I, I do want to help people kind of make a change. Well, that's what we're going to do, because if we don't, the reason we're calling it career suicide is not that we're blaming ourselves or blaming you, but that, you know, that negative impact of all those things starts to wear us down. And then being worn down, it gets harder to make the next effort and to be creative and to believe in yourselves and to talk confidently about what you love to do. And when that cycle starts, we actually end up being culpable, participating in our own demise. And we're about that no matter where you are, whether you're in an entry-level position or, you know, leading a company, you should be finding some meaning in your work life because it takes a lot of your time and energy and, mm-hmm. you know, just all of your person. So if you, so that's what we're about, and that's what we want to get our listeners to get to a point where they're actually thriving. Exactly. And so we've got, we're over the next several weeks, we're looking at planning, how to plan yourself out of this situation. Basically, what are the things that are in our control and that we can do? And so where we want to start this week is we want to, is, how do you think about this problem? I, I'm, I'm either feeling stuck, uh, time's just slipping through my finger, and my life is passing by, and you know, Feels too late to go back to school, and you know, whoa, 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 you know, we're just standing there like deer with the headlights in our eyes. And what's the way forward? Clues, clues, clues instead of conclusions. What we want to do and what we tend to do is want to jump to the conclusion. What's the answer? What's the decision that needs to be made here? And we're asserting that that's an unfair expectation to put on ourselves, but by asking questions and making certain observations on things that go around us, um, clues, that we will actually, that process will actually open up possibilities for us. So tell me, Carl, I'm, I'm, I know that I'm unhappy in the place that I am in my work. I'm not sure what, where the unhappiness comes from. I know I'm stuck. I'm, I'm bored. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't like my boss. Any of the excuses that we might have that really stress us out at work. How do I start thinking about this? How do I actually sit down and start looking for clues? Excellent question. Excellent question. Well, the best way to start is to, to look at what you're already doing. And, um, and what I mean by that is we tend to jump to certain conclusions about miss, what we're going to call misleading clues. And so we will um, have somebody yell at us and we'll say, I'm going to quit because it's unacceptable to be yelled at, of course. But we'll draw a conclusion of that the whole job has to go in order to get away from it. Um, another example would be that uh, you get a job offer from somebody you know. Well, if there's an offer, that must be a, you know, something I should take. You know, This door opened, and we read into that the conclusion, I should walk through it. Well, what we want to do is, with those sorts of things is, um, is ex- expand that. So those may be correct conclusions to draw. We don't need to, to go there. What we wanted people to do is to look around even more than that. So, for example, when you're getting yelled at, besides, you know, it might be something going on with your relationship with that person. That could be, that's an area of questions. What's going on? 
could just be something going on with that person. It could be something having to do with a deadline. It could be something to do with um, an angry client. And by asking questions, by exploring that, you find out you know more constructive alternatives for um, facing that situation instead of jumping to, I'm leaving. So tell me more about these clues. Specifically, what is it that we're looking for when you, when you talk about clues? What are some kind of uh, areas of clues that we might start looking into? Great. So the two examples I've used so far are clues just from circumstances, the things that are going on and they don't make sense or you don't like them and you start asking questions about them. That's one great sense. Set of clues. We don't want to draw conclusions about it. We want to ask questions. Another set of clues is through your own experience of work. Are you bored? Do you get all excited and start talking nonstop about certain um, aspects of your job? Do you enjoy um, interacting with people all day long? And then when you're working by yourself, you you feel like you're going to die. Or when somebody talks to you, you feel like you're going to die and you wish you could just be left to yourself to get your work done. So our own style, our own approach, our own enjoyment and lack of enjoyment work is a source of clues. So that in the case where um, you want to interact more to take a position or to stay in your role in a, in a set of responsibilities that has you doing a lot of isolated work, you know, it helps you pull that out, pull that uh, factor out as opposed to the others. Another set of um, clues might come from what I call voices, the voices around you. You've got boss voices, boss voices, you know, they're holding out goals to meet in front of you. They have expectations. They have resources for you. And those, they see things in you, they need things from you. And you're, um, you know, you're putting a certain amount of weight in that voice. Um, Some of us put all, give all the power to that other voice. And then we just start um, doing whatever, you know, the boss voice says all of the time. And then the clue about ourselves, that we're bored or unhappy, conflicts with that. So you've got these conflicting um, clues. And what we're suggesting is that's a source of questions, a source of information. And to get closer, we've got parent voices, you know, what the voices of concern that want our best, that want us to grow up. And, you know, um, even though we're adults ourselves, you know, we're hearing these voices and Instead of you know being like the insecure teenager that just tries to sh- shirk off these voices because they're not our own, um, we're saying you know listen to them. There might be clues in there that help um, you with your next decision. We have a lot of realities in our lives. Our life stage, life finances, career stage realities are a source of clues. You know if you have small children, you know that's a set of that's a set of information that helps inform decisions. Um, you. Probably um, not going to want to move toward a set of responsibilities that keeps you away from the home late into the evening and tra- or traveling, you know, to, um, when you want to be present. It doesn't answer the question for you. You can still structure your own lifestyle any way you want. That's why we want to call it clues. You know, if you have a lot of debt right now, you know, you need to be um, taking care of that. So that, you know, is a clue that you need a certain amount of stability in your position you know, certain, you know, kind of a baseline salary. So, you know, a real chancy commission-based role might not be the best place for you. Again, it doesn't answer the question. You may be a great salesperson and be able to make a fortune on commission, but it is a clue. Well, it sounds like as much information that you can get from just those 
areas in your life that, that, I mean, I'm sure they immediately pop into your head, like your responsibilities, your uh, interests, your likes, you know, your realities. Those are, these are things that we don't have to go digging for, that they're actually Mm -hmm. out in the open that we, Mm -hmm. that we can think about the aspects of your job. You like the aspects of your job that are more energy sapping. I mean, if we really sit down to think about it, these things are readily available for us to consider. The image I like to use for that with all these obvious things that are right in front of us all of the time and making questions of them is that of a mosaic. So, you know, you, you lay them all out in front of you and a, a clear picture does not emerge. The answer does not emerge. But you start moving them around and, you know, thinking about them and, ask again, asking questions about them. And a fuzzy image, a sense of what's going on may emerge. And again, that's what we're looking for, because instead of the answer, we just need enough to emerge to make a decision. And the decision, as we have (laughs) suggested, and we'll get to in in another show, is not going to be a huge, gigantic, all-or-nothing sort of decision. It's going to be a next-step sort of decision. So you'll be able to make a next step, and that'll feel good. So what's our next step? We're gathering these clues, and I'm I'm assuming this... Gathering these clues is not sometimes something that's just an afternoon sitting with a journal. It may be something that takes a couple weeks to get down all these information and kind of look and observe and be present in a more, like, mm-hmm. pay attention, basically. Yeah. You hit that one on the head. I would suggest if you've got a space on a wall at home or, you know, in your in your office, I love post-it notes because then just anywhere you happen to, something happens to come to mind, you can jot it down right away and you don't lose the thought. And then they're, you know, they're small and they're movable so that you actually can play around with the whole image of mosaic. And as they emerge over a couple of weeks, giving yourself some space to lay these things out, you can actually uh, move them around and see, you know, if next to other thoughts, you know, certain patterns emerge or themes or questions you want to ask yourself. So next week, we're going to be kind of moving to our next step of how we're beginning to think about the, these, these, um, just these little points in our decision-making. Or yeah, that are scattered all journey. over the place. Yeah, so we've got these clues, <laughs> and next week we're going to talk about more about criteria and goals. Can you tell us, give us a little preview ne- next week? Well, yeah, because if you've got all this information and you go anywhere you want and where it's not, there's not one answer out there, well, how do you decide to go anywhere? So we need criteria that are in line with our values and what we want out of work and what we want out of life and what you know is important to us so that of the multitude of directions that are available, you know, we've got a basis for um, choosing something for ourselves. So this week, hopefully, you'll take some time to jot down some clues and start discerning for yourself what are the voices and the clues emerging for you, those voices, the circumstances, your realities. And then next week, we're going to start sort of putting some criteria for how to measure them. So we'll hope you'll join in and ask any questions or make any comments about what you'd like to hear. Yeah, let's see a spike in post-it note sales this week. (laughs) All right. Well, you can join us at com anytime. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.